Hey, what's up? It's the Nonsense Podcast. It's August, what is it, the 30th, 31st, what is it today? 31st! Alright, it's been a long time since I recorded one of these, uh, it's been shit about a month. Uh, been super busy, need to get back to it, uh, but what are you going to do, you know? I work, and I have stuff to do, so, anyway... Let's get right into it. Uh, it was funny. I was <clears throat> reminiscing yesterday about AIM, and I don't know why, but I was, and I was thinking about all the freaking horrible screen names I had, like the cringe-worthy screen names I had. I can't believe I was talking to freaking girls with the screen names I had. I remember I was obsessed when I was a teenager with anything that had to do with, like, shadows. Like, I remember... <laughs> My my one screen, I think my first screen name ever was like Shadow Absorber. And it was hilarious. Because everyone was like XO, like all the chicks were like XOX, like Starry Love, or you know, XX, yada yada yada. And I was fucking Shadow Absorber. Like they must have been thinking like, oh my god, this guy's a serial killer. You know, and then I think when I turned 15, I upgraded from Shadow Absorber the Shadow Reaper 015. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god, I think about it. I'm like, what are you doing? You know? Uh, and back then, I didn't even think about it. I just thought, ah, I'm cool. I'm a, I'm a Shadow Reaper. Like, oh my god. That's freaking horrible. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't the only one with, like, corny-ass names. I remember, like, friends of mine used to play sports. Be like, soccer dude. You know. 99, shit like that, so, I mean, at least I'm a fucking Shadow Reaper, you know, I'm not like soccer guy, that's, it's horrible, so I was watching, uh, my wife forced me to watch the VMAs the other night, and, uh, it was like Rihanna was winning the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award, which, say what you want about Rihanna, she's been around for 11 years, dude, everything she writes is a hit, and she's beautiful, I think out of all the quote-unquote divas or whatever, she's got to be probably my favorite. Only because, uh, I don't know, I like her music. It's always, I feel like her hits are timeless. Like, if you put on one of her old songs, it still sounds good. Even from, like, the old ones from back in the day. But uh, Beyonce performed, and she was on, like, some whole other shit. It basically felt like I was watching a live Beyonce concert. And, uh, I don't know, I don't really, I'm not really feeling her style of music anymore, and there's nothing to do with, like, oh, I'm a strong-powered female individual, or yada yada, or her whole controversy with the formation video, with the, you know, Black Lives Matter stuff. It's more or less, I just don't think it's that good. Um, you know, it's a bunch of really choppy beats, with her just kind of going, in between the beats, like, I don't... Even Rihanna did a song like that, too, like, on one of her performances, like, I just don't get, like, it's, like, some weird time signature, it's, like, instead of, like, rapping or singing, they're just, like, it sounds like they're mumbling in between beats, you know, it'll be, like, excuse me, that was a horrible, horrible impression, I nearly choked on my saliva, but I just don't, I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't think it's any good, and 
I really miss the old style Beyonce who used to sing and I don't know. I just don't get why she's so fucking popular. Like, I get it. Like, she's a very strong female personality, you know. She's African-American, so not that she's got that angle, but it's she's like a positive role model to look at. But as far as her music quality goes, I think it's really gone downhill, and it's more her producers than anything. You know what I mean? I apologize, I'm driving right now, so you can probably hear like my AC and my freaking turn signal, it's so ridiculously loud, it's so annoying, but last weekend, me and my band performed at a block party, that's right, I'm in a band, being in a band is still cool, except everyone in my band is like 40 something, and I'm in my 20s, and it's like they're all trying to relive their glory days from the 90s. And I'm just trying to play music. It's it's really funny. But we play this block party, and uh, it's it's fucking hilarious. It's like you play, and no one even knows you're there. You know, no one's paying attention to you at all. And it's like you literally we're rocking out. And I think we did a pretty good rendition of a song, and we kill it. And it's like as soon as the song's over, all you hear is like like two fucking claps, and it's like oh man. It's just, like, it's so hard to not feel deflated, you know? It's like, man, I'm fucking playing my ass off, and nobody even gives a shit. But, I mean, that's to be expected at those freaking block parties, at least where I live, you know? It's almost like they're doing you a favor, even listening to you. But fuck it, it's not like I'm playing to get famous. I play because it's something I love to do. It's a fun hobby. Music's great. So, it's just like when I did stand-up. Actually, it's different. When I did stand-up for a little bit, that was a lot of fun. And uh, the crowd's generally into it because that's what they're there for. They're there to laugh, so they're going to be paying attention to you. So that goes both ways. You know, if you do well, they're going to love you. If you screw up, (laughs) you're going to know. At least at the block party, if I screwed up, I could kind of just fake it. No one's paying attention anyway, so it's all good. It's so funny. Every time I do one of these freaking podcasts... Like, when I'm not doing it, I always think of, like, the greatest ideas of things I want to talk about. But when I'm actually recording, I completely lose my train of thought. I'm like, oh, 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 I get, like, fucking nervous. Like, anyone's actually, like, someone's sitting there grading me with a fucking checklist. Like, ooh, you paused for too long there. You know what I mean? Freaking, has anybody, if anybody ever listens to Jim Florentine's podcast, my God, the amount of pauses that dude takes... You can, like, fucking hear him thinking about what he's going to say next in between what he's saying. And I'm not saying anything bad. The guy is hilarious. But some of the breaks that he takes, it's like, my God, I swear to God, like 10, 15 seconds to the point where I think, ah, I guess the podcast over or maybe it stopped playing. And it's just like, and out of nowhere, he's like, <clears throat> and he starts talking again. I'm just like, ew. So I just had a new neighbor move in next door to me. And, uh... Their fucking dog is already driving me crazy. It's like this little poodle. And the fucking thing is like... (laughs) Fucking barking all the time. It drives me fucking nuts because my dog... Literally, I have a rare dog. She doesn't bark at all. The only time she barks is if you hold out a treat for her. And you don't give it to her quick enough. She gives out a little yelp. This fucking dog, I swear to God, every morning has been bitching up a storm. And what's going on is they... they, strap him up outside in the yard on a leash 
and there's a squirrel that comes every morning and just fucks with the dog. It literally, it'll sit on the fence post and be like, what, bitch, what? Fucking, like, dancing. The dog is losing its fucking shit and screaming. It's, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. Like, I just want to be like, dude, shut the fucking dog up before I shut him up for you, you know? All right, I'm back. If you can't tell, <laughs> I've recorded this over two separate days because I've been super distracted. But my wife's been watching... She's super late, but she's been watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey like the first couple seasons while she's cooking. And I've been, um, I got no choice but to fucking watch it because I'm in the kitchen too, and that's all it's on. But it was so funny. She was watching it, and they're like arguing, these two women, and the one girl's like, you know, you're not hurting me. You're hurting my parents. Like they're having some fight or something. Like, what the fuck is that all about? Like, why are Italian-Americans always fucking exaggerating? Like, there was, like, you're not hurting, like, you, you don't offend just them. You offend, like, their whole fucking family tree. They'd be like, you're not hurting me. You're hurting my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, America Vespucci. The continent is named after him. You shouldn't even live here because you offended him. It's like, <laughs> fucking relax. Like, I'm Puerto Rican, and we exaggerate when we argue, too. Basically, the way we go... Is if we're going back and forth, we get louder. Each person gets louder, you know. So, like, you talk over me, and then I go, talk over you, and then they come back. You know, basically, we're just having an escalating fight before. And pretty much, we're just yelling at each other at the top of their lungs, you know. I need a vacation so bad from work. I'm at the point, like, you ever work so much where you just stop giving a fuck about your job? I mean, it's probably, like, every day, but... I just, I'm so overworked, and I need a vacation, and I pretty much, whenever the customers talk to me, I'm just, I'm zoning out. I'm in cruise control, you know? It's amazing. You work, what do we get, like, work, like, I don't know, it was the average work week, average, that's without any overtime, is like 2,000 hours a week, or a year, or something like that. So, I basically work, like, 51 weeks out of the year. Like, it's, it's, it's fucking incredible. Other countries overseas, like, they get, like, I don't know, a couple months off. Or I don't know how exactly how it works, but they work, like, shorter days. They get, like, three or four hours off in the middle of the day. They get, like, I forget how many weeks off of vacation. It's, like, America, we're just, and they just want more from you, you know? Like, they expect you to do more people's jobs for the same amount of money. It's, like, they're just squeezing the fucking... We're like a sponge, and they're just, like, squeezing the last bit of fucking water out of us, man. Especially the middle class. We just work too much, you know? And I get it. Like, it comes hand in hand. Well, you know, that's why we're the number one country in the world. Yada, yada. You know, capitalism, all that shit. But I don't even... I don't know if it's worth it, man. I've seriously been considering, like, moving either to a different part of the country or to a different country because... I just don't think this lifestyle is for me. I mean, you just work and work and work and money and then you fucking die. That's pretty much it, you know? Like, if I were to give a commencement speech at some kind of college or high school, I'd just be like, you know, just prepare to work and work until you die, essentially. You know, all you're doing is accumulate more debt in your life and then you fucking die. Like, think about it. You graduate, go to college... If you're not bankrolled by your parents, you got student loans, then you got to get a car. Chances are you're probably buying a new car, so that's like another 30 G's on top of the whatever the average is now, like 100 G's of student debt. 
And then you're lucky if you find a fucking job. Then you got to buy a house. And let's just say that's like a quarter million dollar house. So you're starting at the gate with like fucking almost half a million dollars in debt. And you pretty much work for the rest of your life to pay that shit off. You know? And then they have some kids and they're fucking expensive. I think it's like each kid is on average like $200,000 a year. Or sorry, $200,000 over their lifetime. At least while you're supporting them. And it's just like... You're starting out the gate with like a million dollars of fucking debt. <laughs> it's like... Like that's what I would be like in the speech. I'd be like, well, I'd be like real bleak. Like, yeah, you know, these are probably going to be the best years of your life. You know, your body still functions. You can still handle a bunch of boozing without waking up hungover. Then you turn 25, and then you realize, eh, bar's not so great. Then you're like, yeah, I'm kind of tired. Then you hit like 30, and you're like, eh, Netflix and chill. Then by 40, you know, your kids are kind of growing up, and you're all worn out. Shit starts to break down, and... You know, by 50 or so, you have the dreaded midlife crisis. So everyone goes fucking crazy. All the guys are buying sports cars and shit. Everybody usually gets divorced by then, you know, because they're like, oh, my God, I wasted my life with the same-ass woman or vice versa. Which is sad because that just... I think the divorce rate has fucked shit up for the American family. You know, a lot of my friends that I know or a lot of people I know have come from divided households. Now, there is certain things like if you're in an abusive relationship or whatever, like you got to get out of that. There's nothing wrong with, with divorcing, but some of the reasons these people divorce for is like ridiculous anymore, you know? They're like, "Ah, oh, you know, what are you going to do? We're getting a divorce." It's like people they don't try to work out their problems anymore. They literally it's it's just the society we live in. We live in a disposable society. So, Marriage used to be like this, and I'm not trying to bring religion into it, but it used to be like this very like sacred thing. It's a sacred bond. You, know, you commit to someone, and you commit to working through all your fucking problems, good or bad, you know, as best as you can. But some people, I mean, I don't know what their vows are anymore. They're probably like just like, do you solemnly swear to give it the old college try when shit hits the fan? They're like, oh, yeah, maybe. But... That whole structure, man, living in a divorced family, it's, uh, I, my heart really goes out to those people. Because, believe it, I mean, it stems a lot, it gives them a lot of issues, whether they like to believe it or not. You know, and that's not for everyone who has a, you know, who grew up in a divorced family. Some guys are, people are solid, you know, no big deal. But the ones that I've noticed, at least close friends of mine, is they never really have functioning relationships. Um, they either have, like, daddy issues or, or trust issues, or they can never stay in a committed relationship, and uh, I think Psychology 101 dictates that that's pretty much because that's the household they grew in, that's all they know, they don't know how to live in a committed relationship, it's kind of sad, my parents are still together, they've been together for shit almost 40 years, and still going strong, and I owe a lot to them, you know, but it's just sad, but anyway, it's Let's get the fuck off that. That's way too serious of a topic for me to be talking about. With my non-fucking degree. On an even sadder note, I got caught up on YouTube the other day. 
I was end up watching a freaking documentary about that tsunami in 2004 that hit. God damn, that was some horrible shit. I was like 14 at the time, and I just I didn't really wrap my head around the gravity of what the fuck happened. Like I knew, like a quarter million people died, which I mean, you just think about that number, it's, it's fucking crazy. That's like my whole town just being wiped out. But for some reason, like, the images that were on the news, they didn't really, it didn't really, like, depict to me how bad it was. You know, like, I saw, like, it just looked like um, water coming in, and it was, like, moving the cars. And the guy it looks like, kind of like a flash flood. Maybe I wasn't watching enough of the news or whatnot. But it just looked like, you know, the floodwaters. And it really seemed to be moving really slow. Um, so I didn't understand, like, the gravity of the situation, but then I started watching that documentary, and it went through all the places that it was hit, and there's footage from every single area, and it's fucking, it, it's horrific. Like, there was one, like, you see the tide go out real far, and then, like, people are filming from, like, their high-rise hotels, and then you just see the wave come, there's this one guy that he was, like, laying on the beach... He was, like, the only one still laying on the beach, and everyone's, like, screaming at him to get up, and I think he was just, like, ready to die. Or he he thought, like, it was, like, a small wave, because he did that thing where you, uh, you know, when, like, a wave comes, you kind of jump forward with the wave, almost like you're boogie boarding with your stomach. Yeah, like, he literally thought he was just going to ride this shit right into the freaking beach. Hell no. That thing just hit him like a freight train. and just completely swallowed him whole. He was gone. Like, he was instantly dead. I was like, oh my god. Because I'm telling you, you watch the footage of, like, all around, and you're like, you see the shit coming in, and you're like, ah, that's not a big deal. Like, you feel like you could outrun it. Like, you feel like, ah, I could just walk through, like, if you're just quick enough. But then, like, I think about it. Like, when you go on the beach... You know, your freaking water could be, like, knee-high, and it's ready to knock you over. So, you know, that wave's coming into town. You're probably going to fucking... You're going to get knocked over. That's the thing. Once you get knocked over, it's over. And a tsunami, it's almost like an avalanche. Like, if you can keep running or snowboarding and stay ahead of it, you know, you might be all right. You can ride with it, but the minute you fall down, it's over. Like, you're going to die. And just, just the footage, man, it was like people just being swept up in like the, just a river of dirt and debris and wood and cars and oh my god it was so awful but I couldn't try like I couldn't stop watching it like I was compelled to watch it then they had like interviews with you know a couple people that survived and the whole ordeal like there was this one chick she literally got swept you know in town and then, you know, with a tsunami, it, it comes in, and it, the wave comes in, but then it get, eventually it gets pulled back out to sea. It levels out. So she was in town. She was, like, fucking drowning in town. And then she ends up being swept out to sea. And she's talking about how she's floating on this couch. And she's, like, pretty much, like, thinking she's going to die. And I don't know how long she was in the water for. I think it was, like, a few hours. And there was a rescue boat that found her, but... I mean, that's some scary shit. Like, I, drowning is... It's gotta be... I mean, I know it is. It's one of the worst ways to die. Like, I was swimming over the weekend, 
and uh, I haven't swam all year, and I am a terrible, terrible fucking swimmer. And I wear contacts, and I hate not being able to see in water. You know, because if you don't have contacts, you can you know open your eyes under the pool, and you can kind of see. But me, I can't. My fucking contacts will fall out and get all fucked up. So when I have goggles, I'm fine. Like, I'm like Michael Phelps. I'm comfortable so I can see where I'm going, etc., etc. But when I don't, I get, like, panic. Because I literally just learned how to swim, like, a few years ago. Barely. And uh, I remember I was, like, treading water. I was going from one end of the deep pool to the other and just treading, trying to do, like, a half-ass breaststroke, and I started getting tired, like, right in the middle of the pool, like, right in the deep end, and I started, like, starting to sink down, I'm like, "Ah, ah, ah." (laughs) like, like, I was fucking drowned trying to swim to my wife, she's like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you, kick your legs, I'm like, I don't know, like, I started freaking out, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, if I was ever in that situation that these people were going through, I would instantly just die. Because I, start, I would start panicking. Because even with goggles, you can't see in that shit. Like, I'm just... I would instantly die. You know? Like, I... Uh, I fucking water terrifies me. You know, water and heights. Like, you need to have serious respect for that shit. Because it, it will kill you. You know? And, and don't even put the two of them together. Alright, I think I'm going to end the podcast there. Uh, once again, thanks for anybody who's listening. Um, if you have any comments, you can email them to nonsense. Is it nonsense? I don't even know the fucking email address. Hold on a second. It's nonsense9190 at yahoo.com. So, any comments or suggestions or hate mail, I'll take it all. Alright, see ya.